What's up, everybody? Welcome back to K9 Party, your friends. Thank you for joining me once again. Uh, we have an exciting one this week here. Um, if you didn't happen to catch it, they finally released the teaser trailer for the new Spider-Man MCU installment uh, called No Way Home, and it's got a few fun surprises there. So if you didn't get a chance to watch it before you listen to the rest of this episode, please, by all means, go and watch the teaser trailer. It's pretty exciting, uh, and it's it's gonna it goes along with the same uh usual Sp- spider-man theme about you know him struggling with uh obviously his personal life and uh his loved ones and his life as spider-man so uh stick around after this uh it's gonna be a fun episode so uh yeah here we go Hey everyone, K9 here. So you're probably wondering how I'm able to make these podcasts so easily. Well, with Anchor. It's an app right on my phone, and it's the easiest way to make any podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need with all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast so they sound unique and professional. The best part is, it's all free. Once you're done, they'll distribute your podcast for you among the biggest streaming networks such as Spotify, Google, and iTunes, and many others. And you can even make a little cash with no minimum listenership. Just download Anchor from the App Store or go to anchor.fm to get started. Have fun and thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Okay, so welcome back here. So if you didn't have a chance to watch it, hopefully you took the time. You paused this podcast real quick to go and watch it. It's uh, it's only a few minutes, but it is really exciting. And it takes us all the way back to the, you know, the Sam Raimi films. Um, and finally, if, if you've ever like followed the comic books or even some of the other movies or, uh, even some of the other installments, kind of the side projects coming through, there is, uh, there, there's, there, uh, Spider-Man has a lot to do with the multiverse and, uh, what the multiverse is, is explained a lot in, uh, the MCU or the Marvel comic universe, uh, Marvel cinematic universe. I'm sorry. Uh, and ex- they explain the idea of the multiverse very vaguely with the time stones when you have uh, uh, you know when you have Bruce Banner talking to uh, the you know talking to the one and they're explaining how the stones and how you know how the timelines change around very loosely that that kind of explains how the Spider-Man multiverse also happens a lot of it comes down to the butterfly effect but that being said uh, we're now working on what what is this like the fourth installment to the uh, a fourth installment to the Tom Holland series um, maybe, maybe the third. Uh, I want to say maybe the third or fourth separate movie. Obviously, he's been in the Avengers films, and uh, obviously he, he was in Civil War and things like that. Uh, Tom Holland has definitely been uh, mine and, and, and a lot of other people's favorite Spider-Man. Uh, but that doesn't excuse the fact that the multiverse within the Spider-Man universe is still there. Um, and what's exciting about that is it brings in the idea that technically. Uh, according to the story and everything like that, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and even Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man still exist within uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man's universe, uh, within the multiverse. Now, there's been some rumors about this going on for the longest while. 
uh, there's been some excitement, people trying to talk and and say, hey, we 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 need to make a you know make the multiverse a thing and bring Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire into a, a to a Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man film uh, and bring the bring the multiverse uh, the Spider-Man multiverse into the MCU. Um, now, I it's, it's there's obviously rumors all around. Uh, you you can see things. Um, you can see things like on Screen Rant, uh, Newsweek, uh, and a couple other things right here. They talk about the. Uh, some people say that Tobey Maguire is confirmed for the new uh, to be uh, make an appearance in uh, the No Way Home, uh, at least by uh, by a, a quick little like you know a small little cameo. Uh, whether he has a, a large uh, role or not is a whole different story. Uh, but one thing that does pop out uh, when it comes to the multiverse, it. They they have a quick spot. They don't actually show the Green Goblin, but they th- they show one of his his uh, you know his gas bombs falling there, and he hears laugh. Uh, whether that Green Goblin is going to be James Franco, which because of his uh, recent scandals and stuff, uh, probably won't be J- the James Franco one. Uh, but it'd be cool. I mean, the laugh almost sounded reminiscent of uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, and, and Willem's uh, Green Goblin, so that'd be kind of cool to think that uh, Willem Dafoe might even make a uh, a cameo in the new one, to, um, you know, to to for the multiverse that the Green Goblin's gonna come in, and and with with any luck, they they didn't change his uh, costume around, at least not too much. They still have to make it kind of exciting and reminiscent to the current, uh, you know, current uh, universe, Spider-Man's universe. Um, obviously, Happy makes a cameo; he's always gonna be there, but. What really, what really made my gave me chills and made my hair stand up in excitement was they actually, they had actually brought Alfred Molino, uh, Alfred Molina, sorry, Alfred Molina back uh, to play Doc Ock. And when I first heard about it, I was excited. Obviously, I'm thinking, oh, well, that's cool. I mean, uh, you know, I, mean, he, I thought he did great when he first played Doc Ock in Spider-Man Two, uh, the the you know the uh, the Sam Raimi films. But um, at the same time. As I read further into it and the interviews that uh, that uh, Alfred was was doing with these these reporters, um, they he had directly he'd asked the director like, okay, but but my character died at the end of the, you know, he, he died he drowned in that in the river in the bay at the end of Spider Man Two. How are we going to bring him back? And of course, the director replied back saying, the director replied saying that uh well no one really ever dies in this universe as you can tell like how many times has loki been killed off you know and uh they kind of did with the with the current mcu and these superheroes uh and what they are now they did the same thing that they did with the new star trek films and what that is is basically if you set it in a different universe uh you can do whatever you want so i as much as i love the new star trek films as 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 amazing as they turned out and i know not, not a lot of people really care for them um, uh, at least within talking people to prefer the original series more. I love the new Star Trek films, and I think they did a great job on them. Um, and I think uh, it was kind of a cheesy way of going about it, but they definitely took the the idea that this is all in a different universe or uh, you know a different you know obviously a different existence. Uh, so they can use the same characters, they can use the same controversies and conflicts, and put a little twist on them, uh, and and it helped them kind of make it cater it to more modern audiences and it was exciting uh and it was really hard for them to do that without having to tie too much into like a, a star wars uh, kind of territory and some of the other like battlestar galactic and stuff like that and they did their own thing with it and I, it was really exciting and it made me fall in love with star trek all over again but i digress 
the new teaser trailer for No Way Home uh, Spider-Man, the, the newest installment coming out. Uh, supposed to be holiday season this year. And I'm really excited to see it because for some reason the MCU has been trying to gear towards more episodic stuff on Netflix and things like that. Uh, or Disney Plus. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really on board with that. I'm, I'm used to seeing the MCU stuff uh, in those movies in the movie theater. So... Um, although there's articles out there saying that it's confirmed that at the very least Tobey Maguire will be in the uh, new movie at the very least having a cameo they've also apparently they've been talking about Andrew Garfield showing up too and those have been in the rumor mill on the forums for a while now but at the very end if you did take a chance to watch a teaser trailer and you you hear I mean you hear Alfred just hello Peter it just it, that just gave me, and you, of course, you see one of his one of his octopus arms come out, and it's the same design that was in the Sam Raimi films, and that's what's even more exciting. When it comes out, you can see it; it looks just like it did in the Sam Raimi films, and just like the grenade, uh, one of Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin grenades uh, showed up uh, in the in the trailer, and that's even more exciting. It would be cool and amazing, as as exciting as it would be to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come back and reprise their roles as the other universe Spider Men. Um, it would be even more exciting to see Willem Dafoe come back as a Green Goblin, and we've already and now it's confirmed that we're going to have uh, you know it's going to Alfred Milano is, uh, Milena is going to be uh, coming back and reprising Doc Ock, and of course he's worried that was 17 years ago, and of course you know uh, Alfred's worried that he doesn't have the physicality that he had back then and things like that, but then he remembered that really in that movie the arms did all the work, so he he just he just sold the the personality and he did such an amazing job at it so of course i was excited to hear that he was coming back and the more i read up on this the more exciting it gets so spider-man uh no way home coming out this holiday season keep an eye out for it definitely go see it i can't wait to, i can't wait to see it and I, i'm i really want to get back to the theater and see these mcu films uh because i'm i'm tired of the idea that that they're gonna try to extend these these movies uh, and, and the universe out through uh, through episodes uh, and, and and like TV series and stuff. Like I want, I really want to see. You know, I was excited to see the new Captain America and how that would tie in. Um, but then they made it, they made it a, a you know a Netflix series or a Disney Plus series or whatever it was, and uh, that just kind of like I don't know why, but that just kind of killed the idea for me. So um, I unfortunately have yet to see that. But I, I'll, I'll make it a point to see. I know they've they've also been talks that they're going to bring out a full an actual film with the new uh, you know with the new Captain America and everything. So uh, so that's going to be exciting too. He's finally going to get his own standalone film, kind of. He's still going to be playing alongside the Winter Soldier, from what I from what I can tell. But uh, it's a lot better because right now Tom Holland, if if I if I'm if I remember correctly, this is his fourth fourth Spider Man film. Uh, so I'm definitely excited for it. If if it's just even a small little cameo from andrew garfield and toby mcguire uh maybe even kirsten dunst i don't know uh i you know just just bringing those memories back and it's because i grew up watching the sam Raimi spider-mans and those were just amazing and it was a huge turn with superhero movies and everything so um it's really exciting to see that they're bringing the multiverse in and everything they're just in the teaser everything they're doing with it so uh, here's hoping for Willem Dafoe. Here's hoping uh, for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Here's hoping for maybe even Kirsten Dunst. Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we've already confirmed Alfred Molina is going to be in there, uh, but uh, seeing the other, uh, you know, those seeing those other people, uh, those other actors come in and just just it just maybe even have a small role. It looks like Alfred's going to have a pretty big role in this new uh, new movie as like the main villain. Uh, we could pass on the Sandman. 
uh, we're, we're good on that. Uh, maybe eventually they can tie in Venom. Uh, we'll see how the universe works around. I believe Venom is still still has like rights with uh, Sony Entertainment, so that might it might be a while before we do that. But I do know uh, that basically the 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 holding rights for some of these characters that were in the Spider Man universe, and it's also was their struggle with uh, utilizing the X Men to the full extent in the in the MCU uh, with these new movies. Uh, the cinematic universe was uh, because you know certain rights that were held by uh, the Warner Brothers or Sony Entertainment and things like that. So finally, now that those contracts are coming to their end, we can hopefully see some more inclusiveness here. And because Endgame is already done, and and, and Iron Man's gone, and and the and, and Captain America's gone, and all this stuff, and we're finally moving forward into the uh, next phase of the MCU here. The really the, the biggest thing, unfortunately, the biggest thing they're going to have to do is is sell this these movies on nostalgia. By putting Tobey Maguire and and uh, and Alfred Molina, and and maybe even Willem Dafoe in these movies, so keep an eye out for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop beating this dead horse. Uh, holiday season, Spider Man, No Way Home. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, it looks like the premise of it is is gonna be a matter of um, everybody finds out that 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 Tom Holland or Peter Parker is Spider Man, and now he's struggling with trying to hide that. And it's it's a whole nother it's 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 a whole nother level. Uh, I mean, of course, he's got to make the big decision because uh, he only has two choices. Either everybody forgets that he's Spider-Man or everybody knows that he's Spider-Man. Those are his only choices. And, of course, Doctor Strange is in there, too. Doctor Strange, as usual, um, you know, uh, has got an amazing, uh, amazing presence on any screen he's on. Um, and, and you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is, is, is just an amazing actor on any movie he plays. I mean, he. but speaking of the Star Trek films, he played Khan in the new Star Trek films, and I loved it. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Anyway, we're going to stop out. Uh, we'll have another quick message, and then we'll be right back after this. Okay, so welcome back. Um, the... There's so much to cover that we've been going over, especially with the with the group and and some of the conversations we have during the stream that bring up a lot of these upcoming games and some of the issues that we had. We've covered, uh, we've talked about things about the whole issue uh, and the controversy, if you will, over the what was supposed to be the flagship release game for the Xbox Series X and S, um, Halo. Uh, we'll cover that on the next episode, most likely, and some of the issues that are going on with that because. Thankfully, uh, well, as far as me covering it, they've they've pushed it out even further because they can't just. Three four three has been destroying the Halo series, and they they're not getting any better. So, I have plenty of time to cover that because they keep pushing out the release date. Now, one thing I do want to cover is, um, and and some of the issues that have been coming out with the with the this new Diablo release. Now, Diablo two was arguably one of the more exciting uh, installments in the Diablo series. Um, Diablo 1 came out, and it was a huge hit. Blizzard just blew the, blew out the water with that. And then they had that little uh, expansion, Hellfire, uh, which was fun. Uh, but it, it came with a new character called uh, the, the Monk. But then the the other characters were just uh, were just different like stats and, and builds on the same characters. Uh, so it wasn't that great. So Diablo 2 came out. And they made it a lot better. You started out with five characters instead of the three uh, or four if you count Hellfire with the monk. Uh, but then they had a couple of the characters come out uh, in Hellfire that were just the same skin as like the warrior or the rogue, but they just had different skill sets, which 
back then might have been exciting, but looking back on it now was was kind of insulting, really. But now we have uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected came out. It is currently in uh, closed beta. You can watch plenty of Twitch streamers on there. Unfortunately, those who uh, are in the older community, those who have played the game, who, who grew up playing the original Diablo series, especially Diablo 2, we were left out of the beta. Um, they seemed, uh, when it came to choosing the people for the beta, they seemed to kind of gear more towards younger, uh, the younger uh, demographic, if you will, that didn't really grow up playing Diablo 2. Um, so that was, uh, there's plenty of theories about why they did that. Um, and a lot of it might come down because when it, when Diablo 2 came out, you know, if there were bugs, there was anything wrong with it, especially with them kind of updating and converting it to, you know, modern graphics and stuff like that. There might have been issues with it, obviously. Uh, and those of us who grew up playing the original Diablo 2 would have had more to say about it. Uh, thankfully, it's a lot easier to take part in these betas because we got Twitch and we got YouTube and stuff like that. So instead of actually typing out a report and uh, you know submitting uh, this bug and that bug and this happened, whatever, you record the entire session, three, four hours if you want. And if they really want to see the bugs and what happened, and a lot of these betas, they they want the the players to okay, how do you recreate this bug so we can figure out how to fix it and where the coding issue starts. But now they can just watch over the stream, and that's all they need out there. So it's a good tool to use. Um, but it's it's still almost it's insulting and kind of messed up that they took the younger crowd uh, that. In some cases, I mean, what the original Diablo 2 came out in June 29th, 2000 was the release of the original Diablo 2. And a lot of these people that are playing it right now weren't even alive at that point, you know? Uh, so you're, take, you're, you're finding streamers and content creators and just regular uh, open uh, closed beta testers who weren't even alive when, uh, you know, I mean, in some of these cases, like, they were, when this game came out, their parents were in high school. You know, or their parents were in college, whatever. Or either way, they weren't even like a, they weren't even a thought. So that was kind of a kind of a kick in the kick in the rear at that, because a lot of us who grew up playing Diablo two were excited to play Diablo two Resurrected. We, I mean, yeah, I, I'm still I'm still vaguely familiar with the story, but it's been so long since I played it and played through it. And plus, I was I was I was so young when I played it that like I didn't I I didn't really grasp the entire game when I was when I was there. I was just having fun hacking and slashing with my friends on Battle.net or over land with uh, with my with my dad and my brother and all them. So that's something that that kind of irks me a little bit. So that being said, Diablo 2 Resurrected is currently in closed beta and it's set to release uh next month September 23rd. I believe was the uh yeah. So September 23rd right now is the release date for that one. Um, so keep in mind, uh, the season, we've seen some of the, the plays at like E3 and some of the, the, the playthroughs with the developers. And it's really cool. You can actually switch between the original artwork and stuff with Diablo, you know, the original Diablo 2 when it came back, uh, what is it, 21 years ago, a little over 21 years ago now. And it's exciting because a game like that still holds so much power, you know, so, so much, so much excitement behind it. Because Diablo 2 was so revolutionary. Diablo 1 at least got their name on the map. But Blizzard still had like the you know Warcraft, the RTS Warcraft series, and then Starcraft, and then uh, Diablo two came out, and it was just this whole big thing. Diablo three had a good following, but for me, Diablo three just didn't have the same effect. I felt like they got pretty lazy with Diablo three. So, and I feel like a lot of it had something to do with with just how successful their World of Warcraft MMO was. 
because even to this day, MMO, you know, World of Warcraft is like the gold standard for MMOs. So um, it seems like Blizzard is reaching way back into the vault and kind of and kind of working uh, working with with what they had in the past. So of course they released uh, World of Warcraft Classic, um, and now they're releasing Diablo II Resurrected. And uh, that's not to say that it's not a good thing. I mean, obviously, a lot of work went into recreating Diablo 2, uh, rebuilding it from the ground up with these more updated graphics, but still keeping that classic hack and slash kind of kind of kind of feel to it. And I think the reason why they did that is because Diablo 3 was exciting in, in its own sense because it was a new Diablo installment, you know. But it just it just didn't have that same effect for me, you know. But if you look at Diablo 2, uh, if you look in the Twitch streams where they're actually playing, the, the ones where they're playing with the actual modern updated graphics, it looks a lot like um, the Diablo uh, hang on, Diablo 4 that's coming out. So we're going to skip that intro. So Diablo 4, if you just look at some of the stills and some of the flames on there, uh, uh, frames on there, sorry. Uh, you have a few uh, classic. Of course, you're going to have the, uh, the barbarians. Always a classic. They're bringing the druid back in Diablo Four. Uh, there is a sorceress, and of course, the rogue is uh, the newest class that they released there. Uh, so the rogue. Um, I mean, you have ro- uh, the rogue that was in the original Diablo, and that was uh, very versatile. Obviously, a ranged uh, range attack, uh, and uh, they all have their own backstories. Of course, the barbarian is. Uh, that's a staple, pretty much. They pretty much got rid of the warrior from the, the from the original uh, Diablo, and you know, put the barbarian in his place instead. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't bring the paladin back. They do have the sorceress. So in Diablo three, they had these these crazy classes like the witch doctor and stuff like that, and they were just like they just kind of. I, I think that's a lot of it. What kind of ruined it for me was the character progression and the character builds, and just the just the the the, the feeling and the ideas behind the characters were just. It, it took away from the simplicity that made Diablo so fun. So thankfully, looking at Diablo 4, we're going into the, the, the basics, you know, the bare bones, the, the, the basic characters that we had when we when Diablo that made Diablo 2 so successful. Uh, and, and of course, Diablo 1 with the rogue. But we have the barbarian uh, strength build. Uh, obviously, most likely going to have some, you know, yells and, and war cries and stuff and buffs and, and debuffs. Uh, the sorceress, uh, I mean, we, we could look deeper into these we might cover the we might cover these more in depth uh, later on but it's already showing stills where she's shooting uh you know a blizzard attack uh you know lightning fire uh, the basic you know same as a sorceress was back then uh you have your three different elements that you can play with um and then of course you have the rogue uh the normal you know she's gonna be obviously arranged uh using bow and arrow uh things like that it might come down to having uh you know, a more uh, close, uh, close, close quarter attacks. If you need to, I'd imagine they probably add something that in there just in case you get overwhelmed by mobs. And of course, the druid. Now, for me, the druid was the most exciting part of Diablo Two when they brought in the uh, uh, the expansion to it, the Lord of Destruction expansion. And I absolutely love because I, I mean, I played the uh, I played the Necromancer on the original Diablo 2 when it first came out. And for me, it was it was exciting because, you know, it, it was a summoner, you know, and it's that it wasn't something you saw in a lot of games at the time. I mean, it was in a few games here and there, but more like low-key games that really didn't get the spotlight. But then you, uh, but when they brought out the uh, Lord of Destruction uh, expansion, now you, they brought the Druid out. And the Assassin was kind of cool, but she, I mean, she kind of, 
she was kind of hit or miss. You know, she was she was more like a close quarter, dumbed down version of the rogue. You know, there was or, or the Amazon or something like that. Uh, but the Druid, I'd say these four classes they're bringing in for Diablo 4 are probably the four most successful classes. If you ever played, uh, you know, Battle.net on Diablo 2, the Sorceress was always one of the OP ones. She always fell victim to a lot of meta builds. Uh, and if, you, if you've if you watched me play, whether it's YouTube or Twitch or, or in another person's stream, I am not a fan of meta. So when it comes to games like this, I don't really enjoy a lot of pvp because when you do pvp you're like you're stuck having to go meta you know like you're stuck having to go with that build that someone put on a forum that's the most uh, successful or, or the most powerful for this that and the sorceress tends to be one of the more um one of the more prevalent to fall victim to that kind of that kind of mentality you either yeah there has to be a fire sorceress or an ice sorceress or a lightning sorceress you can't have a mix of them all but when you're playing regular PVE uh, with all your friends or whatnot, or just playing single player, it's fun to have that mix of skills, you know. Like, and hopefully they did, maybe might have done something with that to where you could benefit from having a little bit of everything, you know. Um, with the sorceress, I started to appreciate like more status effect attacks uh, in, in a lot of other games, not just Diablo, obviously, but being able to like shock. Uh, shock, paralyze, th- you know, slow down your enemies, uh, burn your enemies, or, or poison them, or whatever it might be. So that was uh, that's. I'm hoping that hoping they did something with the sources to kind of avoid that. Um, anyway, going back, so we have if we look at some of the 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 graphics and the gameplay of the uh, of Diablo Four, it looks when I first saw it. This was before I even before they even really uh, I really even looked into Diablo Two Resurrected. Uh, but as I looked at it, Diablo 2 Resurrected has two different modes. You can play the classic graphical mode, or you can play the new updated, you know, 4K graphics, uh, 3D, the whole nine yards. The whole the whole world is, is completely redone from the ground up. Um, and, you know, it's it's a little... I'm seeing some of the cutscenes here and the things and the things are kind of showing. It's, it's a little cartoony, but I think it's because this time around, they're definitely avoiding the more high graphical... Uh, cutscenes. Instead, there's not. They're trying to you know, push the whole similarity where there's not a lot of difference between, or any difference between the character you actually play through all these levels and the character that's in the cutscene. So hopefully, it's a more smooth transition. Uh, whereas back then, nowadays they have much better graphics uh, and capabilities to be able to do stuff like that. Whereas back then they didn't. Obviously, uh, you can go back and watch the original cinematics from the very first Diablo and kind of see just how crazy they looked when back then you're you were just blown away by how amazing it was but now it's just kind of uh you look back on it now and it's like oh my gosh you know and it it really it's really a testament to how far games have come whereas back then we were more excited about even this even what what at the time seemed like huge jumps in graphics but nowadays if if like the graphics are so important in some of these games that it's almost insulting um but the gameplay it looks pretty fun uh, it looks amazing. The 3D worlds, uh, it's, it's, they've done really good with the, with Diablo 4. Uh, and of course, Diablo 2, if you've seen some of the streams. And Diablo 4 and the, and the new updated Diablo 2 look very similar. And it, and it looks amazing, honestly. Um, it seems like they definitely kept the same classic play style that made Diablo 2 so fun. It's just a simple run around, hack and slash, click and slash kind of, kind of gameplay. Um, and they, they're avoiding the overcomplication that made Diablo 3 such a struggle to kind of kind of sell you know, or push across, if you will. 
Uh, you can go to uh, Diablo4.blizzard.com. Uh, that's where I'm seeing a lot of these. Uh, I'm seeing all these cinematics. Of course, it's got all the news on there, and then you can you can you know look up uh, and keep an eye out for the release date. And uh, eventually, they'll have a pre-order up there. Uh, like I said, the Diablo 2 Resurrected closed betas are uh, they were very selective, and it seemed like they they got really close on selecting some more of the younger community that don't have experience playing the original Diablo 2. And if they do, it was because they uh, you know they their maybe their parents had like a copy sitting somewhere as they were growing up and they played with it. But uh, a lot of these people weren't really around when the game first released. Uh, I, I very I remember very clearly when my dad um, we were at Best Buy uh, and I was still in the van, of course. And my dad comes out of Best Buy and just kind of chilling there. We we already played the first Diablo day in and day out. We uh, over land. We had like three computers, an old Packer Bell and stuff like that sitting around. And we all played the first Diablo one. Uh, me and my dad more prevalently, but eventually, my you know sometimes my brother and my sister would jump in there and they play with us too. And uh, we got we were so happy and had so much fun with the first Diablo that when my dad came out of Best Buy and he sits in the front seat of the van and and uh, he pulls it out of the bag, just kind of nonchalantly like, oh, yeah, ugh, and just looks at it. And as soon as I saw it in his hand, he had the the Diablo 2 box set and it just blew me away. Like I was so excited. And then we played that game. I I can't remember. I We lost so much time playing the game, but I had so much fun. So, of course, I'm excited for Diablo 2 Resurrected and Diablo 4. Now that I'm the more I look at Diablo 4 and how it looks, it's just it's it's so great. Uh, now, with the way Diablo 3 went is the reason why I, I went more towards like Path of Exile because Diablo 3 just kind of ruined it for me. Uh, it was they tried really hard with it. They took away the, the fun of the simplicity of the gameplay of the Diablo series and uh, they, they just I think this went too far with it and now even to this day you can you can see just how in-depth it is you know with the microtransactions they got little pets and like you know costume pieces and, and, and things like that but just looking at the gameplay and the way Diablo 4 looks they're going back to what made Diablo 2 and the original Diablo series so fun and in and, and just exciting and kept you going and the replayability was always there but they're not trying too hard anymore um there's nothing wrong with being innovative in games obviously i mean if you want to talk about game innovation and storyline stuff like that obviously blizzard has set so many standards in the industry when it comes to innovation just how games should be made i mean just look at art just look at modern rts's uh obviously look at mmos world of warcraft uh and then of course look at diablo there's a lot of games that are uh I mean, there was obviously games out there that were that came that were like Diablo that came before Diablo, but there was just a certain magic about it that really just shot Blizzard up to the top. And now Blizzard is more of a cult classic kind of uh, kind of uh, developer, but they can still push out like this even after the disappointment to me that Diablo three turned out to be. They announced Diablo four, and immediately I'm looking it up and checking it out. Uh, and I think the reason why they released Diablo two Resurrected along with Diablo 4 is because visually the games look so similar and they understand and they they recognize that what made Diablo 2 so successful so that's why I'm excited and happy for Diablo 4 to come out and I cannot wait uh, I cannot wait to get my hands on it honestly I can't wait to play Diablo 2 Resurrected uh, from what I understand Diablo 2 Resurrected is going to be up to 8 players uh, it it should be cross play so, and, and it should be released on consoles as well uh, if we go to uh, go to here, so we're seeing obviously resurrected. So it's saying Diablo 4 quarterly update. I'm trying to look where to confirm Diablo 2 resurrected is 
slotted to come out September 23rd. So we're about uh, about a month away from that now. And uh, for Diablo 4, there's I don't know if uh, they've actually put any like real uh, release date on there. It doesn't look like it. But that's something that we're definitely going to keep an eye on, and I can't wait for it. Even Diablo 2 Resurrected, the fact that that's going to be cross-play, uh, and it's it's you know it's going to have up to eight players in a session. Uh, and uh, for me, with games like this, I prefer to play them on PC. Uh, and of course, that doesn't mean like obviously consoles come a long way since since way back in those places. And in 2000, we had I think the PS2 was on its way out, uh, and we just got the first Xbox. So there wasn't so much we could do with that one. Uh, but uh, consoles come a long way and of course PC is always constantly improving and, and, and upgrading and just getting better and better and better so that being said Diablo 2 Resurrection is going to come out you can expect me to be streaming that one it's a lot easier for me to stream on PC than it is on my Xbox and of course my microphone boom arm is still uh, I still haven't got a new one in so that it makes it even more exciting because I, I can actually stream this and be able to record my voice and everything so uh, keep an eye out for that. September 23rd, I'm going to try to get it on day of release, and we'll be playing some Diablo 2 Resurrected, most likely with Mafu and the group. We're, we're already, we've already been discussing about getting that going. Uh, so that being said, I've already dragged this, drug this segment on longer than it has to go. Diablo 2 Resurrected coming out September 23rd, and more updates on Diablo 4 coming out here soon. Definitely check it out. I'm excited for it. You should be excited for it. Uh, and uh, yeah. We'll get another quick message here, and then we'll be right back. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we've been, so far, it's, it's, I've been pretty excited. It's been pretty good. We've been keeping up with the Wednesday releases. Uh, this is what I originally wanted when we first started this podcast years ago, and I'm 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 been I'm doing pretty good about keeping up with it on these releases. So, 8 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time every Wednesday, we're going to be releasing an episode here. And uh, right now, we've got a lot of good content that we can update. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna get into the controversy with the Halo stuff. We talked about it in a previous uh, episode, and there's still more going on uh, about the halo release with 343 studios that's just been it, it's not getting any better um i'm not gonna say we should give up on halo because it's it's a very iconic series and something that's near and dear to my heart growing up so we'll be covering that as well uh once again check out make sure we you keep an eye out to uh to, to get the new spider-man film coming to theaters uh this holiday season a lot of cameos coming in the multiverse is going to be introduced which is something we've all been wanting from the new Spider-Man and the MCU for a while now. And of course, Diablo 2 Resurrected coming out September 23rd. And Diablo 4 is going to be coming up eventually. Uh, I didn't find anything on an official release date. But with any luck, uh, of course, Diablo 2 Resurrected will keep us busy enough for now until Diablo, until we get some better news with Diablo 4 and when it comes out. And just looking at it, it looks like it's going to play a lot like Diablo 2. It's going to look a lot like Diablo 2. Uh, obviously with the more updated graphics and it, it just looks amazing it looks fun and it's definitely gonna be I can't say it's definitely gonna be but it looks like it's gonna be a saving grace after what happened with Diablo 3 uh, so that being said thank you for joining me if you liked what you heard please uh, make sure uh, subscribe uh, share it with your friends and family spread it around if you like if you like what I'm doing here uh, please support the channel it's always gonna uh, support the podcast it's always gonna 
It's always going to help us out, and it's only going to make us uh, make this better here. Uh, and it's it's always greatly appreciated. Uh, once again, this is Canine Party. Thank you for uh, joining us on Canine Party and Friends, and uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>